Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm not joined by the second banana today because Evan's not available. I'm sick. It's a real tough week leading up mm-hmm. to Christmas. Luckily, little Saint Nick himself has dropped in, a.k.a. from the Two in the Think Tank podcast, Two in the Nick Tank podcast. <laughs> Talistetron by Birchill. Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Matt Stewart, my little elf. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Do you think do we did, when you said the twin the Nick Nick Nick, Nick Tank yeah. podcast, did you picture that being Saint Nick or Nick Mason? Saint Nick Mason. Yeah. Saint yeah. Nick Mason. <laughs> ho 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 oh. up your butthole. Oh. <laughs> hey ho ho hot comic book news <laughs> up your butthole. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really nice. How are you? I'm I haven't seen you in a while. Gosh, it's been so long. I mean, because you were in the uh, in jolly old England. I was in jolly old England. This is the first one. Yeah, the last few weeks have been were pre-recorded mm. So before I left. So this is the first time I've been back. It's good. Yeah, and was it, was it a wonderful uh, time? It was so wonderful. Any ape-related things happen over there? I saw... I didn't see it, but I was told in one of the cities, probably Dublin, that mm-hmm. they've got a statue of monkeys playing pool at their maybe at their parliament yeah, or something, nice. town hall or something. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. meant to get there, but I just I didn't have time. Didn't really have time to do a lot of things. Of course, you were on tour. You're a busy man. So you got to record an hour of uh, audio every day. Yeah, and it was weird. We had to get there like hours before the shows. Of course, sound checks and what the not. Yeah, what not. You know, you know what it's like now to be sort of like a touring band. Yeah. But you tour with your voice because it's an acapella podcast. It is an acapella podcast. One, two. Oh, Three, four. Oh, I thought you were going to kick into it. Mr. Podcaster, bring me the pod. Don't, 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 don't. 
tell me some useless shit that I can forget soon after. Boom, 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 boom. I have been trying to get to sleep, but your voice is boom, helping. Boom, boom, boom. It's so droning and the ice is melting. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That, that last bit didn't rhyme or, or make sense hey, contextually, you, you, but I did say I'm a bit sick. You said you're a bit sick and you didn't know we were going to do that. None of this was prepared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because a, a lot of people are probably going, wow, they had that all written out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they made this one a full musical. Yeah. Jeez. One day. Oh, mate. Should we do it? Primates? Yeah. I the mean, musical. actually write the one from The Simpsons. The one. Can, yeah. We should write that down. Do, no. <laughs> Write it down and then perform it in full, the full two oh, minutes, the full, the yeah. full 40 seconds that they did. Yeah. Mm. And more. Yeah. Maybe we could write an, uh, a new ending <gasps> featuring Abraham Lincoln. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be so good. I We could do one on this on the remakes. Oh, yeah. We should do one of those one-man shows with two of us where we do mm-hmm. all the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> In one, one hour. One man, Planet of the Apes, with another man. Yes. <laughs> one man, Planet of the Apes, and another man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think this it's the kind of thing that would sell tickets. Yeah, genuinely. Man, man it would be silly if we don't do this. Okay, well, let's lock that in. Um, but before we get into organizing all that, we should do this episode. Okay. Of okay. Primates. Al, you made the offer mm. to me before. You said if I was ever going to finish up on Primates, you would take it off my hands. <laughs> And I, you, but I would want you to sign somewhere that you would you would treat it well. I just you know with dignity. I, I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what was happening in your, you know, in your mind. What's what's you know what's happening in your life at the moment? And there, there, there was a feeling like maybe one day this is coming to an end. Is it because last week's episode was called "Getting Fruity with Matt and the Boys," uh, and we hardly talked about monkeys at all? Well, to me. That's a sign that the po- the podcast is now getting really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so, but, and so, I, but my, my, you know, you know me, I'm a recycler. Yeah. You know that about yeah, me, yeah. right? Reuse, renew, recycle. Exactly. And so if you were th- going to throw this away, I thought, you know, I was going to allow my mind to, 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 to just dream about what it would be like to do something with primates. Uh, scrap it for parts, basically. Well, I don't know. Sell it to the highest bidder. I, I know what you cap Maybe I could keep it. I mean. I mean, maybe maybe what you need is pitches. Okay. People come to you with pitches. Pitches get stitches, Al. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things you told me. Um, yeah, but sometimes pitches get home runs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's run the yeah. zone. Yeah. And so, and so, <laughs> and I'm hoping that people could come to you with pitches for directions that they could take. Um, you know, sort of like, you know, you're a billionaire who has a fortune to give away. Right. And so you're looking for an heir to the throne. Okay, like that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burns. Which I think was also based off of another movie. Yeah. yeah. Did they have any original ideas of The Simpsons? Well, they didn't need to. <laughs> um, but I guess enough. Because they were also recyclers. They were also recyclers. Yeah. And so maybe people can come with you with directions to take primates uh, if one day you were to become too old to do this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's happening day by day. Yeah. I'm very. I'm a very old man. Yeah. I'm one month older than you to the day. That's right, to the day. So you, if you took it over, you'd have a whole month before you got equally old. Well, it depends on how my health is going. Oh, okay. You know, I've been running 10Ks almost, you know, three, four times a week. Have you really? Yeah. You're looking fit as a fiddle. Well, I'm almost fatter than I've been in years. Fat as a fiddle. <laughs> fat as a fiddle. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, the topic. Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah, but that, that's an interesting idea because you were saying you were going to you're going to change it to uh, primates. Where P-R- P-R-Y. So you'd be prying on your neighbors. 
I don't know. Like, like live on the pod? Well, I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure. Should I play, you know, would you play on the um, the idea of just the name and just, you know, so it's changed, but it's still the same, but then it gets a new idea. Or you could do an episode on each ape, you know, you could do an episode per ape. Yeah, one know, ape the, each. One ape per, per. Everyone gets an ape. Everybody gets an ape. <laughs> You know, every listener gets gets an ape. I have had that thought as well of going, just trying to go. There's a lot of them, a lot of apes, a lot, a lot of, of monkeys, types of apes. and just going through all the subspecies. Going through all, then find stories based on those different apes. Is that a better show? Well, no, it's not better. I'm not sure if it isn't. At it the sounds moment, like it could be. I mean, yeah, but but if it was pri primates, then oh, you go, you're looking into their you're lives. Perving on primates, eh? Or not necessarily perving. Well, it doesn't have it's to be perv, perv doesn't have to be sexual, it doesn't have to be dirty. Well, mate. is perving necessarily sexual? Yeah, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> okay, well. All right, well. Glad you helped me to account there. <laughs> I so got to make some phone calls. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick call. So prying means you're just being a nosy type. You're just being a nosy Parker. Uh, nosy yeah. Parker over yeah. here. He used to be on a country practice. Well. And All Saints. Maybe I'm. I'm trying to find a name of a monkey that goes. Uh, it starts with P. Okay. You know, um, nosy P- P- capuchin. I know it doesn't nosy, start with a P, but there's a P poochin. in there. Yeah. No, nosy poochin. Nosy poochin. <laughs> yeah, there's nosy poochins. They know what's going on. Do you know? Would well, you want to talk about today's topic? Absolutely. <laughs> it's uh World War monkey badasses. Oh my god! So these are. These are monkeys that have been, were involved in any of the world wars. Yeah. I've got two. World wars. Two world wars, and I've yeah. also got two monkeys. Is it one monkey per one war? One monkey, m- monkey per war. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rationing thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Back then. You, that people had to do during the war. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, so everyone, every war got one monkey. Mm, cool. But yeah, it was a different time. Obviously, now every war could have as many monkeys as you like. Now, we, was a was a monkey involved in like on one particular side, or was it neutral, like Switzerland? That would have that'd be a nice idea. Mm. A monkey sort of going between the sides, just checking on everyone, mm. making sure they're okay. Yeah, drink bottles, bring drink bottles. But no, this is these were uh, both uh, partisan monkeys. Really? Yeah, I'm afraid okay. so. Uh, so, trying to figure out which one is the first story let me so uh listeners uh suggested both of these to me the first one was suggested by a man who calls himself labine supreme oh is, is this based off of dave warnicky's labine is oh, he labine in some i think way? he's labine boy this Le- guy's labine supreme feels like he's in direct competition with oh. labine boy well, because I think I've seen Labine Supreme on Twitter. I thought because yeah, I just assumed it was a coffee company. Oh, is he a coffee company? Sounds like a co- Labine Supreme. I'm sure I've seen that at a cafe. But then, so you, they're so you, getting some free sponsorship right now. All right, Bean Supreme is a website, uh, but it's got an internal server. But Labine Supreme is somebody who's following. I think all of us on on Twitter because I've definitely had like a either You've a like or a follow from Labine's well I mean that co- name corporations been... can like things as that's well. true that's true you know? and love oh do you reckon I think so that's really nice yeah so he's uh, he sent me this article mm-hmm. uh, on one of my favorite info websites allthatsinteresting.com mm-hmm. and it's titled the story of Jackie the baboon who fought in the trenches of World War One. Well, it's a longish title yeah. They get a lot of info in their headlines. Yeah, sure. Almost I need to read out the article. Well, I mean, you get a lot of it. But, I mean, the fact that it was involved in trench warfare is, and, and 
you know, is, is crazy because that was just a meat grinder. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it feels pretty cruel. I mean, yeah. war, war is cruel. War is cruel. And oh. so it, it almost seems less cruel, at least to humanity, to have a monkey there. So, what? So you're sort of envisioning a world where we just put, put monkeys to war. Each, each country wants to be in the war, sends out a troop of monkeys and let them sort it out? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> well, uh, is that... Is that worse than what we currently do? I think uh, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Well, they humans are choosing to be in the army usually. I, Maybe I don't think First World War was. I think it was conscription, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the greater disagree. Second, second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, look. I, I'm going to actually go out on a limb here and say I don't like war at all. And you know what? I'm going to be on the on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the article's written by, and I think we might have read one of her articles before. It's by Katie Serena, a fantastic mm. uh, journalist from allthat'sinteresting.com. And she writes, due to his dedication to the army, she just jumps straight in. Mm. This is about Jackie the baboon. Mm. Due to his dedication to the army, he became the official mascot of the 3rd Transvaal Regiment and was taken everywhere with the soldiers. And what country was that? Ger- I mean, she's really jumped right in, hasn't yeah. she? Because no mention of that. What, what's that rule of journalism? What, why, where, when? You yeah. want all of that right up yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, Well, we know what. It's a baboon. Well, I mean, that was in the headline. Yeah. So I don't know. She's done and, not even where. Well, in the trenches. But that's also in the headline. Well, you know it's somewhere in Europe. Well, you're assuming it is. Well, is this First World War? Yes. I think it has to be, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, okay. So she says, you've heard the story of, we haven't, but anyway, you've heard the story of Jack the Baboon who worked as a perfect trained signal conductor in South Africa. What an assumption to make. But it may surprise you to know that Jack was not the only baboon Employed by the country. Still unsure what the country yeah, is. Yeah, what country? <laughs> well, I guess South Africa. She did say conductor oh. in South Africa. Okay. <laughs> did I mention I'm a bit sick? I already knew that. Okay. You didn't even have to mention it to I'm me. I'm not even going to bring it up yeah, again. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell through your actions. Yeah. <laughs> the baboon was Jackie. And this this a word that I've never figured out how to say. Mm. But I'm going to say, I think I say chachma. Chachma. C-H-A-C-M-A. The baboon was Jackie, a Chachma baboon. Mm. Almost definitely not Chachma, right? Maybe. Kakma? Kakma. Apologies to the uh, the, the professional primatologists listening. Yeah. They'll be shouting at their phones right now. Right now, assuming that they're listening with their phone. Yeah. Well, even. <laughs> either way. <laughs> either they'll, way. Get, they'll probably get someone on the line they're gonna take, making a call. They're going to take their anger out on some kind of tele, telecommunication yeah. device. Yeah. Uh, so just like Jack, he served the 3rd South African Infantry Regiment during World War One. Just like Jack. Okay. Oh, maybe there was a war. In, maybe, I, maybe I'm stupid thinking that the First World War was all in Europe. But maybe that's where the Boer War. Was the Boer War down in? Boer War was South Africa, was, wasn't it? Was, was that in, during the First World War? Or that's a different no, war. It's, it's got a another name. War, yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's a, whole, it's a whole different war. I just well, listened to one podcast about it. It was like a was nine hours of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that one. That was great. Yeah. I listened to it pretty much in one sitting. Really? I, I couldn't I was in France. This is in 2014. Yeah. And I it was I was in bed. I was staying at my mate's house outside mm. of Paris. 
and I, I was struggling to get to sleep. So I'm like, I'll listen to this history podcast because mm. you know it's long. It's long. I'm in France. It's long. It's one man talking about history. This will get me to sleep. It'll be interesting, but I'll drift off. Mm. And I listened to the whole thing, and the sun came up. <laughs> but that would have been like nine hours worth yeah, of it was stuff. Yeah, it was something like Over that. Over three episodes, I think. Yeah. Maybe three or four episodes. I think, well, I reckon I listened to a couple of episodes. Mm. I reckon it was like six or, six or so hours. And it was, you know, when you the closer, the longer the night goes on, and you're like, oh, I'm still not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it would have been like you were in France, and it would have been about like, about a million French people dying in there. Yeah, and, 1. That, 5 and then they marched. On, they marched on France, didn't they? In on Paris, I think the Germans. Jeez, I hope no army. Pe- I think that that, that may have happened in Second World War. I don't that know if they got right. that far. I think maybe they bombed some of Paris right. in the first one. I'm not sure. I've My only memory just of it's very good. I've only just recently watched a war document, a Second World War documentary, and have any idea what about what's happened in the first third or or half of the war. What was what was the name of that? It was like that was Blueprint to Destruction. Was it that one? Yeah, of the so. hardcore histories. Yeah, some of that. Anyway, a lot of real hot tips coming at you so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, that's what primates could become. A, a hot tip podcast. Yeah, some sort of pod. suggesting. Yeah, but maybe through like monkeys, you know, okay, monkey-based stories, monkey eyes. Yeah, I mean they see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up. Was the first world war outside Europe? The war outside Europe. Given the extensive overseas imperial commitments of many of the combatants, the First World War inevitably took on global dimensions. That's all the... Uh, <laughs> let me finish. I've got to click on the link to get the end of that sentence. By the end of the uh, 1914, it already touched parts of Africa, German-owned islands in the Pacific Ocean, and the coast of South American America, where German and British naval forces clashed at the Battle of the Falklands and the Battle of Coronel. With Turkey's entry into the conflict on the 29th of October, war also came to the British and Ottoman territories in the Middle East. So I guess, yeah, Turkey's outside yeah. of Europe, isn't it? I don't know. I always think of it as Europe, but, you know, it's uh, it probably straddles both worlds. Yeah. Because um, it's part of the same landmass. Yeah, same landmass. See, that's where it gets confusing. Oh, of course, yeah. We need a geologist in here now. Absolutely, and a, and a geographer. A geographer. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who can talk about the rocks, mm. or am I talking about geometry? You know, and you the know, shapes, yeah, yeah, the and shapes of the rocks. Of course, and a topographer. And I a mean, topographer. We need someone to get that up, up down view. Yeah. Says <laughs> so Africa, the Middle East, Mesopotamia, all look like they were involved. Mesopotamia was involved. <laughs> says, further southeast, British forces became embroiled in a dramatic battle for another jewel in Turkey's Arab crown, Mesopotamia. Mm. Unlike the Palestine campaign, the Mesopotamia campaign was marked by early successes. By September 1915, when Anglo-Indian forces captured the town of Al-Amara, the road to Mesopotamia's larger city, Baghdad, seemed open. Baghdad. Baghdad. Remember Yeah, anyway. I was going to uh, remember that. Stand-up bit? Stand-up bit. You, by that was, guy? Yeah. Is Greg Davies? Oh, is that Greg Davies? Yeah. Oh, right. Greg English Davis. guy. Yeah. And he said that he had a friend who was called Baghdad when in school because one day he's like, he's like he's, a, he's an adult man and he's still called Baghdad and his kids call him Baghdad because one day he came to school and he had a new bag that was bought to him by his dad. <laughs> 
That's so funny. All right, you played me that. It must have been nearly 10 years ago you played me that bit. Must have been. Yeah. Something like Would that. have been something like that. Yeah, when we were still living at the warehouse, yeah. Wild. Uh, it's wild that I now know who that guy is. He's quite famous in England. Oh, yeah, he does. He's doing very well. Does he's, all right for himself. Like he's guy. in uh, Taskmaster. And he's been in a bunch of television shows. Maybe it was the Inbetweeners and wow. other things. Jesus, you know? quite quite the successful. Career. Yeah, he's, that joke really opened doors. No, him. absolutely. Both forwards in his career and probably backwards as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, a back into, door. and into rooms. Yeah, mm. and uh, cars. Anyway, so we're talking about Jackie the Baboon. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the South African, from South Africa. Yes. Uh, Jackie the Baboon started out much like Jack, the other one that we've obviously all read about, yeah. as a pet to a man named Albert Marr. They suggesting that they both started out as Albert Marr's pets? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Marr found Jackie wandering around his farm and decided to take him in and train him as a member of the family, as one does. Mm. Jackie lived with Marr for several years, learning how to be a respectable young baboon. Then in 1915, Marr was enlisted to join the war. Unwilling to leave Jackie behind, he asked his superiors if Jackie too could join the army. Okay. And and I assume they said no because that's an insane idea <laughs> what to are bring you a baboon about? to the First World War. Well, the next paragraph mm. may surprise you. Much to everyone's surprise, they said yes. <laughs> I guess this story would have ended there otherwise. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, but one, it still would have been pretty good. I mean, the guy raised, you know, raised a, yeah, a baboon to join as his one of his own. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Uh, once he was enlisted, he was treated just like all of the other soldiers. He was given a uniform complete with buttons and regimental badges, a cap, a paybook, and his own set of rations. A, a, a paybook. Wow! So they really did dress it up. They really dressed it up. It's starting to look like animal cruelty. I mean, if sending <laughs> a monkey to war, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, the pay book. Oh, no, I forget you're sitting on the fence on that one. No, I mean, I, yeah, I don't necessarily think war is bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but wait, what is it a pay book as in the monkey was getting paid? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, now it seems pretty I mean, smart from uh, Mr. Ma because he's, he's now getting two lots of pay. Oh, what, you think that he would collect it? I mean, that's pretty disingenuous from you, you know, thinking that he would be. Um, oh, yeah, good that he'd point. be such a negative guy like that. He, he's, probably, he's probably giving the, the pay straight to Jackie. Yeah, okay. Maybe Jackie. Maybe also, Jackie is Jackie was... a female? Uh, unclear. Yeah. Jackie spelled J-A-C-K-I-E, which I think is unisex. Mm. Yeah, right. Meaning one sex. Is that what unisex means? I think so. Unless it's got... It's, yeah. It's one so I mean we- to say, what do I mean one to say? One-wheeled sex. One-wheeled sex. Yeah. Um, which we've all... As uh, as the author here said before, uh, you've all heard the story of one wheeled sex. <laughs> um, so so he's got the whole kit. She goes on to say he even acted like all of the other soldiers. When he saw a superior officer pass by, he would stand and salute them correctly, which feels wild, but yeah. um, or quite the opposite of wild. It feels quite tamed. Quite tame, yeah. Also, I mean, not entirely correctly, because most people, when they salute a superior, they are human. Are human, yeah. yeah. That's part of the correctness of it. Yeah. He would also light cigarettes for his fellow officers and stand sentry, a job he excelled at due to his heightened sense of smell and hearing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means, stand sentry? No, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. You would have thought between two of us, but, two wise men. But it was, but it's suggesting- Keep guard. 
keep guard, right? But also they say, oh, so he's able, able to keep guard, not able to light cigarettes for people because of its heightened sense of smell. <laughs> and hearing. And hearing. Uh, due to his dedication to the army, he became the official mascot of the 3rd Transvaal Regiment and was taken everywhere with the soldiers. He spent time in the trenches in France mm. and was even wounded by enemy fire. Jeez. Uh, during an explosive shootout in one of the trenches, Jackie was seen building a wall of stones around himself for protection. While he was preoccupied, a piece of shrapnel flew over his wall and hit his right leg. The regiment's doctors took Jackie via stretcher to the camp's hospital and tried to save his leg, but unfortunately it had to be am- amputated. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Uh, due to being knocked out with chloroform and the unknown effects of chloroform on baboons, the doctors were not confident that he would recover. However, within a few days, Jackie had done just that. Holy shit, this is a <laughs> full-on story. For his bravery, Jackie was awarded a medal for valor as well as promoted from private to corporal. Uh, eventually, near the end of the war, Jackie was discharged at the Maitland Dispersal Camp in Cape Town. He left with his discharge papers, a military pension, and civil employment form for discharged soldiers. Like a, like a true friend, Jackie returned to the Mar family farm, giving up his life of service for a life of leisure as a pet until his death in 1921. Yeah, right. So did, did it... Did it kill anybody? Doesn't sound like he killed anyone. I mean, they, they didn't give it a gun, right? Yeah. They mm. didn't give anything to defend himself with, but he, they've put him in the line of fire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was just there as a sort of a bit of a morale booster? I guess so. Mm. Sounds more, yeah, maybe a bit like a mascot. Uh, finally, it says, to this day, Jackie the Baboon is the only baboon to have, a, to have achieved the rank of private in the South African infantry, as well as the only baboon to fight in World War One. Didn't it become a corporal? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, the private's one thing, yeah. <laughs> but I would have, I would have been noting his higher rank of corporal. <laughs> anyway, another fantastic article. Thanks so much, Katie Serena, um, who I'm guessing needs just that must have to pump out articles. Oh, is my absolutely, guess? Absolutely, yeah. Just clicks random on Wikipedia and then just transcribes what she sees. <laughs> Uh, transcribes using copy and paste. Well, and obviously, some of the words. I'm not suggesting any of that. Well, I mean, are, the Wikipedia article probably said that you're allegedly first, saying this. Yeah, that's you're right. It was probably the the, monk, the monkey had attained level of corporal, and she said, "Well, actually, he's the only one to make it to private." <laughs> yeah, that's the more interesting mm. fact. In a way, it is because that means that no one even got to the bottom. That's true. Yeah, and that maybe and that's. The I thing. would have added, let alone corporal, but that's right. Yeah, no, but but I feel. Crazy for questioning uh, Anita's, Katie, Katie's, um, you know, writing decisions. Obviously, she wrote it that way for a reason. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, we mean no disrespect there. No, Katie. maybe a tiny bit of disrespect. Uh, okay, one comment. Mm-hmm. No, two comments. One of them is from a, someone called Alex Sinclair, and it says "epic," which I think is meant to be <laughs> epic. <laughs> Which I'd agree with, but epic is also cool. Yeah. And maybe epic is a word I don't know. Yeah. So I... Um, Internet lingo that you're only just... Yeah, that's ...becoming true. privy to. Um, it could be like an Afrikaans word or something. Well, that's right. You know, it could also be, you know, one of the many other uh, languages that, uh, you know... Yeah, there's like... find across... Uh, across this South beautiful Africa, world. This beautiful world, and, yeah. And country. Well, that's right. Africa. It was really silly for, of us to even assume that maybe it's English at all. Yeah. 
I know that's kind of like a. It could be like Ibiche. Ah, Ibiche. Yeah. That's quite yeah. nice. Ebic. Yeah. Ebiche. Uh Emily Kutsi. Yeah. Which sounds like Kutsi is like a name that comes up often in South Africa. Really? Seen, I've seen three different Kutsis, I reckon, in recent times. All South African. But she, oh, Emil, maybe. Emil Kutsi? Emil Kutsi. Yeah. They write, uh, no such thing as the 3rd Transvaal Regiment. South Africa had four infantry regiments that were deployed to the Western Front. And then they go on to list more details. But basically they're saying there's a typo. That's <laughs> interesting. Thank you so much, uh, Emil. I doubt Anita. Katie. W- Katie would have. <laughs> Katie's not making a top. Yeah, like that. Not, not a thing, but a monkey. I mean, you don't just take, find a photo of a monkey in a suit, <laughs> a, a military uniform, and then just make up a story to go with it. No, I wouldn't say that's definitely not what's happened no. there. And the other story to finish off with, I mean, I, I did t- say to Al that this is going to be a real quick episode, and it's already, we're already pushing up towards normal episode length. Really? Well, no, but still. Yeah. I don't want to hold you any longer. Well, um, Do you have somewhere to be? No. Why are you looking so antsy then? Well, that's just uh, the way I'm deciding to hold my face these days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful look. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, the other story, which was suggested by a Patreon, actually, um, Ian Meager, or Ma, probably. You know that? You know Ma, M-E-A-G-H-E-R? Yeah. A lot of the British and Irish mm. names uh, have a lot of silent letters in them. You know, it's. Um, I really, they really think they got to sort it out. Yeah, yeah. I think they got to sort sort yourselves out. out, guys. Yeah. I mean, like we can't continue like this. I mean, even Ian is pretty wild, isn't it? Ian, I A N. Yeah, should be Iron. 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 Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you can almost, you know, like if if it's M I, you would you wouldn't say my, you would say me. Yes. Right. Okay. My, or maybe you say my. I guess my. you're right. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to... Me, me, minion. Minions. Me. Me. Well, sounds like a different language again. It does. Maybe uh, maybe Afrikaans. Uh, so Ian wrote, Hey, Matt, I have a big soft spot for Tojo the monkey. He has a wild backstory, and he goes on to list it a bit, but he also gave me a link, so I'm just going to read out this article. Uh, thank you so much for the suggestion, Ian, this is from thejournal.ie. What? Which I think is from, is that the Irish? Oh, yeah. I, that Irish I think one? that's Ireland. Yeah, I reckon it is. Or that is. Yeah. And this article's titled, US Army's Tojo the Monkey Gets His Own Statue in Cork. I don't even know if there's regular monkeys in America anywhere. Why? How are you assuming this is in America? They just said America. Didn't you just say America. I did. In America's army? I should say us. Us armies. Oh, us armies. Us armies. Yeah. I think this is up. This mm. is one army telling the story. <laughs> US armies, Tojo the monkey gets his own statue in Cork. But there are South American. There's a lot in South America. Sure. But is that w- what we consider an American army? Not a US army, no. No. 
Uh, well, I hope that this article is going to um, clarify some clarify stuff. Some Who's, stuff. Who wrote this article? This article was written by, geez, where's your byline? Be proud of your work. Okay. Sinead O'Carroll. Oh, Holy great. shit. Yeah, nice. That's Irish. Yeah. Sinead O'Carroll. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, and I, I believe. Yeah, I, tr- I, trust, I trust this article. I yeah. trust her. Okay. Um, the qu- now, this is already a very different uh, style of writing from, from Katie Serena, who Ka- famously wrote in one of her opening paragraphs, you've heard the story of Jack the Baboon who worked as a perfect train signal conductor in South Africa. We mm. all remember that. Yeah. You've heard the story of hearing the story. Mm. Um, very different style by Sinead. Okay. She starts by saying, have you heard the one about the flying fortress and the monkey? Hmm. See, a bit more inquisitive. That's right. And she doesn't assume yeah. uh, in order to get a link to another story on the same That's website. That's right. She, exactly. <laughs> she's she's questioning. She's asking. She's opening a dialogue. Hmm. And hers sounds like it's more of a reference to some mythological story rather than a real uh, story. Well, let's, let's find out together. Before you continue, can I say I love how well-represented women writers are in the monkeys at war story. Yeah. Uh, it's almost 100%. Eh? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Well, in my experience. Yeah, okay. It is 100%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to assume that the both I of those people are women. I mean, you yeah, you would all understand how all writers about monkeys at war are women. <laughs> That's a fun thing. Yeah. I used to work in sales for a little while, mm. selling air conditioning. Really, and one of the uh, we were sent to a sales uh, class, and one of the things they taught I never did any of these things, but it was interesting, mm. or maybe I did, I can't remember. But uh, one of the things they talked about was the assumed sale, and that's kind of I reckon what they're doing here. That basically the idea would be that you go, so when can we install the air conditioner? Mm. They haven't said you can install the air conditioner. You've assumed yeah. it, and that's a tactic. Yeah, which is a gross idea. Oh, absolutely. But it's a it's basically what um, one of I think the trademarks of, of Katie's work. I do that with with friends sometimes. I go, you know, I'm hanging out like that right now with you, and I go, so, what time are you bringing me the the Porsche that you bought me? <laughs> yeah, like that. And that that often works. Oh, you know, the strike rate. You know, it's not as high as you want it. The other thing that I remember, and it sounded like it can't be a real thing. But maybe they say you've got to ask for the sale seven times before you get it. Doesn't that sound like it? You would just be the most annoying person in the world. Can I have the sale? Can I have the sale? It just feels like you'd be like, I'm closing the door on that person. Mm. Can I have the sale? Even that sort of talk is gross. Yeah. It's weird that salespeople have a a funny uh, reputation. Um, And, of course, that is a big part of who I am. A slick salesman. Yeah, you are slick. I'm very slick. Mm. Well, now you know why. Under that rough exterior, yeah, yeah you are quite slick. Slick, yeah. If you if you dig deep enough. Uh, anyway, under the skin, sh- slick yeah. old, old slicky muscles. Yeah. All right. So, Continue. Sinead writes uh, on the seventh of April. So now we're in World War Two. On the seventh of April, nineteen forty-three, an American flying fortress, which is a plane, I believe, was forced to crash land about a mile from Clonakilty, uh, County Cork. What happened next has become a local legend. The crew of the Air, uh, the US Air Force Boeing B-17F-25DL Fortress S-42-3090U-33-4-95BG. <laughs> <laughs> Why have they written all of that? 
I guess that's a kind of, that's a Boeing. The mm. crew of the plane, also called, this feels like padding out for space already. Sure. It's, not, it's a Getting paid story. by the by the character. Yeah. Uh, the crew of this plane, also called Tainterbird, or T-Ain't-A-Bird, I think. Oh, T-Ain't-A-Bird. T-Ain't-A-Bird. Made its way to O'Donovan's hotel with the help of the local defense force. But they weren't alone. With the 10 officers was a monkey named Tojo, who, who you might have heard of before in the title of this article. The men and the monkey partied with locals for three days as war and rationing were briefly forgotten. However, the hard work soon started. A mobile runway was laid and the plane took off for England via Shannon on the 2nd of May, but Tojo was left behind. <laughs> Didn't quite make it to the war. But he was on the plane. He was on the plane that crashed. Mm. And then they just left him in Ireland. <laughs> Did the monkey cause the crash? Oh, and they go, oh, actually, it might not be safe. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this wasn't that good of an idea. <laughs> the monkey was the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you said you could fly a plane. <laughs> and you're a corporal. <laughs> uh, un- oh. What kind of monkey is it? They haven't even said. These are the ones that always feel a bit. There was one of the early episodes we talked about this monkey uh, who supposedly uh, people in an English town thought was a French spy, a human. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It seems like that can't be true. And this is whenever they don't have any real details, like Mm. they go, oh, yeah, local legend, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Getting people to this pub maybe a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Come drink this pub where the monkey was that time. Um, so, uh, it says, unfortunately he died while staying at the hotel. This is the monkey, I believe. Bracket. Maybe because of the Irish diet or the Irish cold bracket and was buried in the yard. That was in poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, by me or them? Not by them. I okay. think you're just reading. I'm just reading. Sinead's words. Yeah. You're the messenger, right? I'm not going to um, shoot you. Don't, please don't shoot me. I'm unarmed. Um, but apparently... The monkey was buried in the yard with full military honours and a traditional Irish wake. Hang on, is it? There's a photo of. There's a photo of the army men at the pub. There's no monkey in this photo. A, mo- a monkey must have been outside having a cigarette. Or yeah, something. maybe it was. Seventy years on, the hotel and the local people still remember and celebrate the bu- bizarre events of spring 1943. Lieutenant Colonel Sean Cosden of the U.S. Defense Attaché and 93-year-old former Irish Army engineer Private James Galvin, who laid the runway on White's Marsh, attended the hotel today for the unveiling of a statue to honor Tojo and the rest of the bomber crew. Okay, so it seems like these people are real and they believe it. Mm. Um, The plane was on its way to England from Morocco when it strayed off course. It ended up hovering over Cork very low on fuel. All passengers survived the landing on White's Marsh between the mainland and the island of Inchidoni. Inchidoni. Oh, so they took this monkey from Morocco. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Just like it sounds so, like a like a an old school uni prank from like an 80s yeah. teen film. That's the statue of the, the monkey. It looks like a sloth. Yeah, I don't even reckon that. That looks a bit slothy. Yeah. Have they sculpted that from memory? Yeah, because that's... I'm not sure if that is an ape or a monkey. Yeah, that doesn't really look like a monkey to me. It's kind of... It's, it's like a nightmarish well, I mean, monkey. maybe a gibbon? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Could be a bit gibbony. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the gibbons about it. Um, yeah, uh, apparently at the unveiling, there was there were also actors on hand uh, to reenact the events of 1943. The, so the, the drinking pl- at the drinking, pub. Or, <laughs> yeah, the plane crash or the drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of acting job I want to do. Can yeah. you reenact some army guys having some beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah right, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> uh, Frank Williamson was dressed as an America F- Air Force pilot from World War Two. <laughs> and there's oh, a yeah, that's f- good. And there's that's a believable. And that's how the article ends. So he was the pilot. Well, that's you know the actor dressed as him. Yeah. yeah. They that crashed story, and they were like, let's, let's party. Somehow that story feels like less than the other story. Yeah. I mean, this one there's didn't no go to war. There's no photos of this one. Feels like they stole it from some part of war. Pretty late in the war, they were like, look, maybe there's actually not that much going down, down here in sort of the Africa, Morocco region. Yeah. Let's just get out of here. Yeah. Well, there's take, a... Take this monkey. Let's, should we take this monkey? And, and like, also, if it's not a monkey that was raised with them, this is a monkey that does not want to be on an aircraft. No, a wild, that's right. It would be a wild monkey. Oh, my God. This, is a, this a, is a bad story. Yeah. And, like, so if it is a sloth, then it's not, like, freaking out and attacking everybody. Well, if it is, it's doing it in real... Like small slow, ways, slow, yeah. But if it's like a baboon, those things would destroy you. Would destroy a group of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah. So it's got to be some sort of a. What is going? On? It feels to me like it either didn't happen, mm. and that was like this story that they've now committed to. Because mm. also, you know, memory does funny things over time. Sure, but I guess even just a crashing, crashing plane would have been a good. That story. was enough. Not yeah. a party. I'd say that's a better story. Yeah. Because there's no weird animal cruelty in but it. But I mean, but then it almost, you know, you could picture army, dumb army guys, especially, you know, 18, 19-year-olds yeah. taking some kind of it's animal fun. from- They'd never been overseas before. Exactly. It was the trip of a lifetime. Yeah. They'd seen Tarzan or something. They'd probably, you know, seen some bad stuff as well. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It does funny things to you. In a, in a sort of a PTSD haze- Right. They were, were trying to reach for one of their friends to get onto the ship, accidentally grabbed the hand of a gibbon. Oh, yeah. A friendly true. gibbon. A friendly gibbon. Yeah. A friendly neighborhood gibbon. Have you, um, uh, have, have you done much psychology in your studies? No, I just study engineering, but my mom studies psychology, and I do always read. That is passed on through the mother's side, isn't it? It is. It is passed down. I do, like, talk about a bit of that stuff about sort of therapy and different things like that. Um, Because it sounded like, yeah, it did sound like you had a little I use the word uh, PTSD haze. Yeah. I think maybe that was I don't know if they go into a haze, but... um, the only thing that's making me think it wasn't a gibbon is that gibbons are apes, and they've said monkey. That's true. And mm. I, you'd assume that these 19-year-old mm. army guys, they knew the difference between an ape and a monkey. Do they have the name of the ape? Mo- Kojo. Tojo. Tojo. Have you thought about Googling Tojo army ape or army monkey a couple times just to see and then maybe click Google Images? Okay. Tojo monkey army Statue for Tojo. Jeez, the BBC reported on it that same week. Irish Post. Oh, the Irish Post have dubbed uh, Tojo 
not just a monkey, but a rum-loving monkey. Rum-loving monkey. The, do rum. you think did they name it the monkey of the of the century? Oh wow! I mean, this is just sorry. This is a question slightly off topic, but as we're this is probably your last primates for the year, right? Uh, there's one more, one to come. Oh, have you already spent a bit of time thinking about what your primates of the decade are? Oh yeah, that's true. Because la- the last have we done two primate of the years, so we'll have to do a primate of the decade this mm. time. Oh great! Well yeah, I'll have to open that vote soon. Yeah, and we'll do it early in the new year. We'll count them down. No, you're gonna. Yeah, great. Good point. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, we normally do a top ten. So I'll. Uh, sure. Yeah, good. Good reminder. I'll. I'll open that up for listeners. Um, it won't be done today, but sometime this week I'll put out a, a link to to the voting form. Wow. If, if if anyone out there can help me figure out a way of doing a vote for all the different species, I mm. found it difficult. Maybe I'll just break them down <laughs> to all like the main species. Mm. So you've got gorilla rather than. West Lowlands and the West Highlands, Highland, Eastern, you know, yeah, Capuchin, Capuchins, you know, that's yeah. got, you know, that's a step back from, yeah, yeah. from gorilla, maybe sure. even a few step backs. Yeah, I mean, like all the way to monkeys. I think they're the same amount of evolved. They're just they know, just different, not different. step back. I'm not saying step back in evolution. Yeah, I'm saying you step back. <laughs> you, you step, step off back from attacking <laughs> these. Uh, I mean, step back on on uh, in a in a way that means there's no backwards and forwards in how I'm saying that. Great. I'm not saying de-evolution. Despite using sort of spatial, you know, movement in your thing, you're not yeah. actually referring no. to any kind of spatial movement. You just, no, it's just it's lingo. Yeah, okay. I should have. God, that you wouldn't get it. You're an engineer. You don't really think. I, you know, I like don't think artist. in terms in terms of ling- a language. Yeah, there's a Tojo American Pale Ale uh, in memory of the of the monkey. What it, and what? it's got a picture of it, a monkey on it. Do you think that's probably the best picture I've found? Yeah. And it's hard. It's not a maybe, photo. Maybe contact the artist. See where they got okay. their information about what kind of monkey it was. Yeah, I think we could figure that out. So it does like there was no mention of rum in this other one. Mm. The BBC article is called "Statue for Tojo: The Monkey Who Dropped In for a Drink." Uh, a flying monkey with a taste for rum is to have a permanent memorial in an Irish town. Uh, uh, the yeah, okay. So it doesn't. No, this one doesn't seem to mention. It pretty much tells the story very similarly, mm. unfortunately. Uh, so it almost feels like there's one source and they're all going back to that one source, yeah. probably a press release from the pub. Hey, we've made a statue, mm-hmm. here's some details, yeah. and they've changed a couple of words around. Of course, you know, a lot of these uh, websites get their news from AAP, right? Yeah. Associated Press, you know. Um, yeah. And then sometimes you just rewrite it slightly or you just uh, repost it. Yeah, I so think that's fine. It's fine, fine to do that. It's all legit. They're still fine. a journalist. Mm. Yeah, I mean, journalists a, can cut and paste. I'm not saying they course. can't. No, of course, it's uh, it's all part. That's why they have it as part of uh, the word processor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that well, I guess that sort of brings us into that story. If anyone's got more info on either, as please hit me mm. up. Uh, on I mean, if you think about it, most monkeys and apes are at war every day. Right. You know, life out in the wild. That's that's real war. True. Survival is a war. 
But then also love is a war. Ah, uh, love is a battlefield. It's a battlefield, sure. at least, at the very least. At the very least. If you decide to commit war, to commit to a war or engage in war. Which you haven't. You're sitting on the fence. Um, well, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not involved in war. Okay. I'm just not deciding whether or not I think it's good or bad. Right. You're in some wars. Yeah, I'll do war. You, but you just you haven't figured out first. Well, like, surely first you figure out if you agree with war or not before you dive into one. Well, how do you... But yeah, what with, without experiencing it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a good point. How do you make a decision without any real life experience in war? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm back on the fence. Yeah, great. Welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that brings us to the end of, of these two fantastic World War uh, badass monkey stories. Yeah. A couple of badasses. I think too. it's up there with some of the most hero- heroic and best stories from those yeah. those two uh, big events. Those brave monkey boys. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have a favorite there of those two? Do you see yourself at all in either of those monkeys? Oh. You like rum. Yeah, I do like, I mean, I, I, I love alcohol. Yeah. That's why I've sort of stopped drinking it now. Right, because you um, love it. I just love it so much. Yeah. And then I just drink it every day in, what a shame. in, in quantities if yeah. I can. It's a real trap, that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, But then also I could see myself, you know, asking my superior if I could bring in a monkey to war. Right. And then hoping that they'd say no. Are you again sitting on the fence here? Eh? That's starting to seem like a personality trait of yours. Yeah, well, I mean, I can just see good in both sides. Is it important for me to pick one? No, not mm-hmm. at all. No. They could. There's probably nothing less important <laughs> than that. Uh, I agree with you. I think mm. both fantastic <laughs> stories. One of them seems to have definitely happened. Mm. The second, yeah, some question marks remain. Yeah, I mean, I assume there was a plane crash. There's no mention of whether or not there was any casualties or, like, deaths from that they, plane no, crash. No, they said there were no casualties. No casualties. They said that explicitly, yeah. That's good. So, yeah, it was a soft a soft crash, which is how you want If you're going to have a crash, mm. do it soft. They landed on a marsh. Soft crash, I think it's a good, it's a good band name. Yeah, mm? soft crash. Soft crash. Uh, soft shell crash. Soft shell crash. Why not have both? <laughs> <laughs> So we also normally give a banana score, just very quickly. You want mm. how many bananas in your bunch this week? Um, you know what? Four for the bring the ape monkey to war day. Work day. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm going to give it two for the plane crash monkey yeah. thing, just because right. I don't like the way, you know, at least the other guy befriended the monkey before bringing it right. onto his plane. Yeah. Yep. They both leave a pretty bad taste in the mouth. Mm. So I'm going to say... Uh, maybe maybe the same score as you, but the bananas taste a little off. Yeah, great. They're not they're not good bananas. <laughs> they're like these are the kind of stories that are interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, because they are so far in the past, you're like, oh, people didn't understand things back then, mm. which is also probably a little bit uh, patronising to past generations. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's still interesting to talk about, even though probably it would make some people feel a little uneasy. Yeah, I don't mind that. You don't mind that at all? No. You like making people squirm. Yeah, I'm a real edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, listeners, give us a review. Five stars, and I might even read it out. Here's a couple. Um, keep them shorter, and I'll definitely read them out. Sometimes <laughs> people really go big. I know, but, you know, they think, well, that's what you know. That's why I'm writing it, so that I can get some of my moment in the spotlight. Oh, true. You yeah, know? this is this is where you want to do it. Okay, so here's a, a, a longish one. Uh, from Dave says, I thought Matt was joking at first when he mentioned this show on Do Go On, this show being Primates. Mm. When I realized that it was not, I immediately went and listened to all the available episodes, which 
which only numbered about three or four at the time. Boy, was I in for a treat. Matt's passion for this subject matter and his sense of humor made me an instant fan. All of the guests are great too. Overall, I give this podcast five star-shaped gold bananas. Oh, that's very wow. nice. I'm glad I read it. Despite the length. It actually didn't turn out to be that long star-shaped after. Star-shaped bananas. Beautiful. Yeah. Starfruit bananas. Oh, that's very nice. Hopefully my passion has not waned since there's opening three or four. Or it doesn't sound mm. like it has because I still feel as passionate. No, absolutely. As and a you primatologist. Look, you look it. If anything, if it sounds like I'm not, I should mention this, I'm a little sick. Yeah, right. Okay, well, this is the first I hear of okay. it. Percival writes, five stars. What is this? That's fun. Um, Sam writes, five stars. I love apple season. However, we need Benjamin Russell as the one-fifth banana of the show. Interesting one idea. One-fifth banana. What does that mean? Just like a banana nub. Yeah, just a little little nub. I mean, he is in a lot of ways a little nub of yeah. a man, a little nubby Russell. In all the, all the best ways. I think he's in Queensland right now. Uh, hey, hi to Ben Russell in Queensland. Yeah, Ben's almost definitely listening to this. So mm-hmm. hi, Ben. Um, you should listen to his show, The Grub, if you're missing him. Mm. Uh, I think there's an episode coming out tomorrow. Christmas special, I believe. Uh, recorded here today, maybe. At Stupid Old Studios? Yeah, I'm going to put this out right away. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a couple more here. Five stars. I'm pretty sure this podcast is about simians. Sh- yep. I reckon it is. You betcha. You betcha, sweet bippy. (laughs) Saying, if anyone else could confirm this, that would be great. Evan is a banana. Matt has a beard. Five stars. Also, I don't know why my name is showing as the string of letters, nor how to change it. And it truly is a a real string of letters uh, as their name. Jimbo writes, petition for a third banana. Oh, my God. This is is a real, um, quite a small one, but a real... Uh, real yearning for more Ben Russell. Wow. He's on pretty regularly, but it says, boys and possibly girls, it's time. Get Ben Russell on a contract. He's a national treasure. He's the exact third banana needed to save this sinking ship. (laughs) (laughs) One-fifth banana, third banana. I think they just need to get their messaging. Well, one-fifth banana puts him ahead of uh, second banana. Oh, that's true. And even first banana. Yeah, he's closest. The closest you are, the closer you are to zero banana, zeroth banana. Oh, it's golf scores. I believe so. Yeah, that's that's the sort of the more. So he's actually would be ahead of you in that case. One fifth banana. Well, I'm not. I'm not first banana. That's no. a that's a misnomer. Oh, okay, if I'm right. saying that word right. No, you are. I'm. I'm not. A, I'm not any banana. If anything, I'm somewhere well down the list of bananas. I think the number one banana we mm. we realize is the banana from Spider Man: Far From Home. Right. Uh, that's a banana man. A banana in an early scene. Oh, that is the first banana. Okay, right. What about the big banana? Where's that? The big banana? Yeah. Oh, my the God. The big banana from... Um, from Queensland? Yeah. Or New South Wales, North, maybe? New South Wales, yeah, maybe. Yeah, where is that? It's in a... It's a Nambucca Heads or something? No, no, I don't think no. so. No. But anyway, it's in Port a beautiful... Port Macquarie? Port, Port Augustus. Uh, where is it? I've been there. Yeah. Uh, it. Anyway, that one is up there. I think that's a top 10 banana for sure. It's big. I know you often... Um, Judge based on size. You're a real s- harbor. size size fiend or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm a size queen. Size queen. <laughs> uh, when it comes to bananas. There's a back there's sorry, there's a bit of a backlog on these reviews because I've been away. Um Square Traveller writes five stars. No missing link. Please stop please stop claiming there is a missing link in primate evolution. Have I ever claimed that? <laughs> 
Have I claimed that? That is an unscientific and long defunct term originally used to refer to gaps in the fossil record. Gaps that existed only because very few variable fossils had been discovered in the 1850s when the term was popularized. The fossil record is much more complete now. And not only is there no missing link, but that term doesn't even make sense in the context of our nonlinear evolution. The term missing link is not perceived by scientists as functional and is generally and only promulgated, promulgated, promulgated by people with anti-scientific bias. You call me anti-scientific. I'm an oh. amateur primatologist for yeah. crying out loud. Uh, as an argument against evolution, which is not what I'm doing. I'm not arguing against evolution. No, no this is the last thing. When yeah, evolution is almost the only thing Matt talks about off air. Yeah, I'm thinking, geez, things are evolving, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to get some gills. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be the missing link. Yeah, am I saying that right? Yeah, no, no you got to stop saying <laughs> missing link. That's what they don't like. Uh, it says there is no, finally there is no missing link, which I, you had made clear to this point. Mm. But finally, apart from that. You're doing great. <laughs> That's from Square Traveler. Thank you so yeah. much for that five-star review. <laughs> I've never felt so berated. No, but, you know, the missing link there yep. is that you don't remember what you said. To I don't remember. This, to it bring would have been someone. a throwaway thing. Yeah. And I do apologize to scientists everywhere. That must have, geez, that sounds like that's fired Square Traveler up. I apologize. I could not apologize anymore. No, that's okay. There it'd are be, no missing links. It'd be good if you put out a tweet. I should? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I'll call it a press conference. Honestly, the only thing uh, missing now mm. is the term missing link from my vocabulary. That's right, yeah. I, and if I say it, I'm being ironic. And could you say that that is the official position of the Primates that podcast? That is the official. Uh, should I do the thing now? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming here today. Uh, everyone from the press gallery, um, obviously mistakes have been made. Uh, I'm not proud of these things. I appreciate my family being here to support me. But what I want to say is I do not believe in the idea of missing links in primate evolution. And that is the official position of the primate podcast. And we apologize for any distress caused. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Somebody snipped that up. Can we snip that up? Can we snip that in? up? Put, we'll put it. We can put it online. Yeah, we'll put it online. Yeah. So what? So what is a missing link? Because you're a scientist. So what is the missing link? It's sort of like think the, of it in terms of a chain. Yeah. You know, imagine that missing link. Link. You got two chains. Okay. And then they go. Bring those chains, were these yeah. Were these chains ever together? Yeah. We don't know. There's a missing link. Uh, right. Well, we can't tell. Okay. And they. I it would have been about Bigfoot. I Which think, I also <laughs> sometimes talk about on here, like I believe it's real. <laughs> There's a lot of things, like I. I'm sorry, like I don't, I'm never really thinking long about no, anything no. I'm saying. I think what's happening is people uh, that people sometimes, even people who know you super well, who've heard hours and hours of you, can maybe even miss the humor in, in how dry your tone can be. Uh, yeah, it's a real problem. The thing is, is that when you're on this side of the mic, you get to see all the winking that he does <laughs> while, he, while he says jokes. He nonstop winking. To be yeah. honest, it almost looks like it's a twitch now. <laughs> right? All right, I gotta. Yeah, I need a need a verbal wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's find that missing link. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, Al. Filling in at the very last moment for no one. I was going to do this episode by myself, so yeah. it was it was probably a lot better to do it with you. 
Sure. Well, you know, let people... Uh, probably. That, that's probably. That, was all, that was a real backhand, wasn't it? Look, no, it doesn't bother me. I was... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, get people to write in for, you know, like in 10 years or whenever, whenever you th- might think about write, wrapping this up, what direction oh, they yeah, think let us that know the, the pod should go. Yeah. Um, tweet us. Tweet us at Primates Pod. Or Facebook. I mean, they're going to want Ben Russell to take over. Yeah, it does have that vibe. At least two people think Mm. that way. It's funny, the first time he was on, he got the most negative feedback ever. They're saying he was too mean to me or something. Sure. Uh, um, He can be like that. But he's really turned it around. I think, again, he needed a a winking sound. Absolutely. He needed a a verbal (laughs) wink. Uh, Where can people find you? Your fantastic podcast in the think tank has gone from strength to strength it's just i can't believe how strong it's getting uh so we you know we're on at, at what 214 now you know we're, we're very we're doing very strong uh it's a you know we've had all sorts of guests your nick masons your matt stewart's your i mean we had we had jess perkins and dave warnicky on on the 100th episode uh, the 200th episode most of the guests from this show would have been guests on yours you would have had ben mm-hmm. russell i've had ben russell we've had uh Evan Monroe Smith. Oh, yeah. You the, know? the second I mean, banana. You know, once I, I think, I can't remember why I yelled this to Jess, but it's a, she says, she keeps bringing it up, but there was a reason. It was a reason that wouldn't be a real reason, but I yelled to her, if you do that, how are you ever going to ke- please a man? Something like that. Anyway, but it, it, was, it was fun in a funny context. <laughs> in the on the podcast? On the podcast. Great. Wow. Yeah, so people know. can track that down and find the context. Find the context. <laughs> yeah. And then clip it out and mm-hmm. get you cancelled. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I couldn't couldn't recommend that higher, especially science lovers, because there's a lot of genuine and also faux science. Oh, we, come, we come up with sketch ideas on there. Yes, but a lot of it is you know very sciencey. Yeah, because you you're both scientists, often engineers, but um, you're basically science. Basically science. Andy so. studied science. He taught yeah, he science. Did, he did teach science. I think Andy can be called a scientist. And you know, my mom's a psychologist. Yeah, which yeah. is one of the beautiful sciences. Yeah, boxing. Yeah, that's is that, right. Is that what the beautiful science is? Yeah, I that's think so. Weird. I never really thought about that. My mom's a pugilist. <laughs> <laughs> Another fantastic term. Um, so yeah, people find primates at primates pod on all the social medias. Two in the Think Tank, same deal. Mm-hmm. I'll have links below. You can also links to those fantastic articles we've read before. Any feedback is welcome, but please just have a merry, very merry, very merry Such Christmas. Such a merry Christmas. Merry Chimpmas. Merry Chimpmas to all of you. And uh, Al, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast. You can't take a goof out of a goofer's pocket. <laughs> podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.